0: welcome to another edition of the cyclone fanatic podcast it is episode 62 of stands and fits presented by the professional mba program at the ivy college of business at iowa state coming to you from the carl chevrolet
1: studios what's up man the huge it is a cold blustery day here at the carl chevrolet lounge lounge yeah lounge it's the studios. No, well, it's the lounge today, because it's it's cold outside. It's warm in here. So that's why it's the lounge. Okay. I. I don't know. Okay. Well, when I when I think of a lounge, I think of like there's a there's a fireplace crackling in the corner. You know, you got your your hot chocolate sitting in a little like recliner chair, that kind of thing. I don't know what kind of lounges you've <laughs> ever been in. Now, I'm just thinking, take it take it easy lounge, that kind of thing. Like I think I'm. Are you thinking like bar lounge? Yeah, that kind of thing? that's what I was no, gonna no, no. say. I, I'm thinking of a lounge as like a bar. I'm I'm thinking more of like a a homey type lounge.
0: I want to say that the Indeclare in Clarinda is called the Indeclare Lounge. Is
1: it bar and lounge or something? Hmm. I wouldn't want to do much lounging in the Indeclare. I'll just, I'll say that probably not. Is that is that because you broke down the Clarinda bars for me at one point? Is that the uh, the lower level Clarinda bar? Uh, n- no. I mean I. Well, okay, I guess it so wait, wait, wait. depends give, on your... Give me your reasoning why you wouldn't want to do so much lounging.
0: Well, I was going to say it depends on what you consider to be the lower level. Okay. Is it, is it the nicest bar in Clarinda? Probably not. But I always have fun when I go there. Okay. It's one of those places that I, I swear is stuck in time. Ah. They got their first TV like two years ago, and it's like a 20-inch That's right. TV, like the Michael Scott TV in is the it, office. Is it like above the bar?
1: Or is it actually, no,
0: it's like in the back corner. Oh, okay. I, when I go there, I would never even want to watch it. I'm sure they have probably an antenna. Yeah. You know, they don't actually have channels. So they just entered 1950. Basically, with a flat screen version. Yeah. Yeah. I found out the other day, man, this is... I'm sorry, we're starting this way off topic, but <laughs> uh, I think people will be interested in this. A, a listener emailed Chris. Chris forwarded it to me that the Shittily D... Has had its name changed. Whoa! Big development.
1: Yeah, that's a, that was a great name too. I don't know what it is now, but the Shittily D, like that's that's memorable. I can't remember. I want to say it's the. That's great branding. Why would you change that? It's like the. It's, it's something a, boring now. I bet it's the dugout it? or something. It, it uh, is what a lame boring. That's uh, the dugout. That's like every other sports bar. Well, and it's it's
0: crazy because, or I mean, it makes sense here. I got it. Uh, it's called. Yeah, the dugout. Boring. I can't believe it. I mean, they build a softball field out behind the bar for a slow pitch, mm-hmm. and
1: now all of a sudden you're going to try and rebrand a Clarinda institution? Nah. You, you, you could say, like, there's a – maybe set aside, like, a little portion of the Shittily D and call it the dugout. I mean, or just don't change the name of the Shittily D. That too. How,
0: how hard is that? Yeah. I texted my mom when I found out about this. I was like, "Why did you not tell me <laughs> the Shilleddy D's name had been changed?" And she said she didn't even know that it had been changed. Yeah. I'm guessing that everybody in Clarinda probably still calls it the Shilleddy D, but it's just it's like you. if you thought of a technical name, it's like, "Oh, it's actually the dugout."
1: If they would have put it up for a public vote, I'm sure they it would have been heavily in favor of not changing the name.
0: All I know is my grandpa, a citizen of Clarinda, Iowa, for his entire life. I know that he rolled over in his
1: grave the day that they changed the name of the Shilly D. Sorry, sorry, uh, Grandpa stands. It's Grandpa Nordland, sorry. Grandpa Nordland.
0: Yeah, oh, it's okay.
1: I, my blood is boiling now. I'm, I'm pissed about the Shirley D. You're, like, next time you go back to Clarinda, you're going to have to not go just out of boycott one time, and then after you, after you boycott your one time, then you can start going back if you want.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really, there's a lot of politics in the Clarinda bar scene. Mm. There's two bars within, I don't know, half a mile of the middle school. Yeah, and one of the and one of them was the Shilly D. It's been there for a long time. Yeah, and I heard one of the, they then there was the new one opened, uh, probably two years ago, mm-hmm. and they're like on opposite ends of the school. Yeah, and the people were the people at the Shilly D. From what I understood, were gonna try and file a grievance like with the city council that the. The new bar was breaking a city ordinance of how close they could be to the middle school <laughs> and i was like yo you're close you're just y- as close yeah exactly was, you guys are basically the same distance away you can see both bars from like the front door of the middle school i don't think that anybody really has any claim here
1: over what like whether or not their their bar should be able to stand that's just classic south southern iowa in general like you got two bars within walking distance of the middle school
0: i would have loved to be the guy on that city council though just to sit there and say how How can you claim justify this l- except for the fact that maybe the bar was there before the ordinance was ever in place
1: yeah I, I don't know okay. that would, that would have been a fun city council meeting to be at I've been to some city council
0: meetings, most of them aren't fun, but no. that one actually might have been a little bit entertaining mm-hmm. yep yeah one one time I had to cover one at Ames, I think it was they were talking about like some something, <laughs> something real boring. they were talking about like water meters or something like that, yeah, I, I actually had to go to a a wire cutting for the new water meters that they put in in Ames. They're like digital water meters, and they had a press conference.
1: That sounds unveiling these <laughs> water meters and wrote a story about it. You wish that the city council meetings would be like the ones you see in Parks and Rec, but that's definitely never the case.
0: No, these are the things that if I ever had a kid ask, like, kid want to be a journalist, ask me, you know, what do you, what should you do to be a journalist? You go to city council meetings. You should have to go and cover stuff like that. You should have yeah. to go, Anybody who wants to be a sports journalist, don't sit around and be like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a blog about the NBA and that's how I'm going to make my hay in, in journalism.
1: Mm.
0: No, like go and cover Adair Casey and Stanton football. Yeah. And,
1: and then write a column eight, about eight-man,
0: it. Eight-man... Or, or yeah, just a story. Yeah. You know, do radio. Figure out a way to... Because of that stuff, you are so out of your comfort zone... If I go to a high school football game now, they don't keep any stats for you, nothing. It's like you're all yeah. on the fly. It's all on you. And that's where you got to learn or go way out of your comfort zone and go to water meter water meter wire cuttings.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
0: shout out to Davis Brown, Trent Rice at 1430 KSI and Ames for, uh, I learned a lot in that internship. Building your character. Yeah, they made me do a lot of things that were not very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably because they didn't want to do them. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the national championship game was on Monday. (laughs) Oh, was it? It was. Hmm, Interesting. Uh, Sorry to everybody that just had to sit through seven minutes of that. No, it was worth it. um, Now you get the meat and potatoes. Yeah. It was a great game. Mm -hmm. Um, Both teams, I think, are great teams. I think that they'll both probably be really good again next year obviously depending on some NBA stuff, but I still think they'll both really be pretty good because
1: their coaches are both really good. Yep. What did you where, – where do you want to start? I mean, let's start at the top. I mean, you got, you got to point out the replays. So the turning point in that game was obviously in overtime when the, the ball was slapped out of David Moretti's hands. Yeah. Um, and obviously in real time, it just looked like the Virginia player had knocked it out of bounds while he was dribbling. But on the, when they super slowed down the instant replay, you can see that after the slap happened, it grazed Moretti's pinky. And that's what they saw, and they gave the ball back to Virginia.
0: Here's my problem with, and this can become an overarching conversation because I don't think, I mean, it's been two days since the game. Three days once this is posted. I am not, don't know how much insight we're really going to be able to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. Um, I don't know how much insight we're really going to be able to add at this point, but... My problem with the replay is that – and I'm not saying ban replay. I'm not going that far. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand how for 36 minutes of the game, basically, and that was obviously an overtime, uh, a play like that, ball gets knocked out of bounds, everybody goes right to the sideline, we inbound the ball and we keep playing. Yep. And nobody ever even thinks twice about it. I bet we don't even look at it on TV again. Mm-hmm. It's Clearly, that ball was off of Virginia. And then when you go to the monitor and you slow it down with 6,000 angles, we got 5 million cameras in the arena or something, and you watch it in super, super, super slow-mo, like quarter time, to where you're seeing like frame by frame how the, everything is moving. Man, I think you can convince yourself of anything at that point. Yeah. And, and I'm, not saying it didn't go, or I'm not saying it didn't go off to him ready. It probably did. Yeah. But in the course of a college basketball game, how many times do you think something like that
1: happens? All the time. Like I, I think about how many times there's a defensive rebound situation and, and both guys are trying to go for the ball. It, it might go off whoever's hand and they just say it's going the other way just because it's a questionable call.
0: Well, yeah. And how often do you ever hear anybody complain? I mean, Never. maybe unless – it like, I look at it and it's like, man, if it's like really egregious yeah. or it's like we have to go and look at this, we yeah. like we probably got this wrong. Yeah. To me on that play, it's like – and then you add in the fact that when you're – when they're showing these replays, you see twice in a row where Kyle Guy tried to – or once he basically tried to wrap him up and it looked like he was trying to intentionally foul him. Mm. And then once the ball does get hit, he grabbed him on the arm again. And I was like, okay – so what what are the officials looking at here? What is the point of having replay at mm-hmm. this point? In in my mind, when you see that yeah, okay. Maybe it brushed off as pinky. Mm-hmm. But you have to slow it down that much to and you have to really sit there and we got to sit there for 3 minutes and look at this one play for the all these different angles to make that decision. Yeah. When in reality, we probably could have just looked at it in real time one time and been like, okay, well, we missed a foul right there. And then the Virginia guy clearly is the one that's making the move for the ball to go out of bounds at Texas Tech ball. Let's play it on. Mm-hmm. That was what my problem was. I was just like, "What? Like, what? what's the point of this? Mm-hmm. What? Why do this? Why put the game in the hands of some cameras yeah. at
1: that point? So what, and you were kind of texting me after the game, after this happened, What's your proposal for how replay should be handled going forward?
0: See, and I I don't, I mean, I have a very, like, basic idea. I don't know. My my thing is, I just, I don't get, (laughs) I don't get the point of in the last two, why the last two minutes? Why not the last four? Mm -hmm. Why not the last eight? Like, why for 36 minutes of the game and then all of a sudden it's like, this is the point when we decide that these plays are more important. And Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, it's the end of the game, but...
1: Yeah, and, and that's what people will say because those those calls are the ones that influence the outcome of the game. But you got to think, like, it would it would definitely influence the outcome of the game if it happened in the first two minutes of the game.
0: Think about the Iowa State game when Tyrese Halliburton gets called for a kickball and he hit the ball with his hand. Yep. Did that happen in the last two minutes? And nope. that's not that play's not even revealable. Mm-mm. That's the thing to me where it's like, it doesn't... These are not the only plays that hinge how... The game is going to end. Yep. And okay, whatever. Like, yeah, we're we're gonna um, keep it this way. You know. At that point, I think that something that could be visited is the idea that the officials don't have the ability to go to the monitor and watch it in super slow motion all these times that they want to, mm-hmm. where it's like you go. The officials walk to the table, start the timer, one minute. You get to watch the play in real time for one minute. Mm. When it's over, the one minute is over, it's like, all right, let's st- make our decision, let's go. Yep. And I'm tired of watching these games, these great basketball games, and then all of a sudden in the last two minutes they get stopped and we're sitting there for what feels like forever watching this one play that probably wouldn't have had that big of an impact before they went and reviewed it and then changed it. Mm -hmm. and and then all of a sudden you take the game in a sense out of the player's hands and like that's what i tweeted after the game it's like this was a phenomenal basketball game between two great teams and it all hinged on a play where we watched in super slow-mo the brush of a pinky yeah that that bothers me Mm -hmm. it's like let the let two great teams figure out the game Mm -hmm.
1: and i think it's it's interesting because uh, 10 years ago at this time like before replay really became that big of a thing because I think it's really blown up in the last few years especially mm-hmm. in sports everyone wanted it to become a thing just so that like you know the officials would get more calls right but I think it's swung too far in the other direction like we've gone too far with how we utilize instant replay I think we're overthinking it. Mm-hmm. it That's what I look at on
0: a play like that in any gym in America outside of High level college basketball in the last two minutes of each half, mm. and in the NBA, in the last two minutes of each half, I think. I don't remember exactly what those rules are. I, th- I think that's what it is. Uh, in any gym in America, that ball's off Virginia and, and it goes to Texas Tech. Yep. Why? That it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Where it's okay, it's not about intent. Well, okay, sometimes it should be. There yeah. should be some sort of judgment on this, it, there should be some sort of discretion and that's that's what bothered me about it, and it's not obviously I wanted Texas Tech to win the game i I think I made that pretty clear yeah uh but I'm fine with the fact Virginia won the game. I'm just mad that a great basketball game got affected by something that in the moment, I don't think was that big of a deal. It shouldn't have been that big of a deal,
1: yeah, am and I being irrational? No, I don't think so. I do think the people who will argue against it. I do think I have a valid point. Like, if you're going to use replay, it, does, it did show pretty clearly, I think, that it went off his pinky. So, by the rule, they got the call right. But I do completely agree with you, too, that at the same time, I don't think the instant replay with the manner that it was used for that play especially is how... It's, a, it's intended to be used. Yeah, it's not intended how... It's, it's not used how it's intended to be. Yeah. That's just what I... And, like, watching... And, watch, again, as a, as a fan, watching that game... And that play out, it, it sucked a lot of the excitement out of the game for me personally. Well, in watching
0: the play, when you watch it in real time, there's nothing about it that would make you think, "Oh, we got to go to the monitor here." Yeah. But they just go to the monitor any time that there's two people near the ball when it goes out of bounds. Yeah. And that doesn't—that's stupid. Hmm. Uh, that that, I mean, that's where I stand on that thing. And yeah. it's just yeah. It, and know maybe you'd have to change it to where, you get a. Challenge or something. That's what I, I, I don't know.
1: That's another thing I thought about too. Like maybe coaches get two challenges throughout the course of a game. Once their challenges are used, they don't get any more. There's no more replay at all. Right. Unless it's – I mean, make it like the NFL. Yeah. Like
0: and the challenge – and like it's got to come from somewhere besides the people on the floor. Yep. And and that's what I think it is sometimes. Like I said, the refs, I think they just overthink it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's two people right there. We better go look at it again. mm mm-hmm and maybe even if they did have some sort of central replay uh group that right away could watch it they would have buzzed in and said hey hold up we got to watch this mm-hmm. watch this again and that's fine you know but i i don't i hate seeing it happen on every seeming like every play when the ball goes out of bounds at the end of a game yeah and because that that is crucial it doesn't seem crucial Right then, but in that game, I, in that game, every single basket mattered so much. Every single possession, whoever had the ball in every single moment was so important. Mm-hmm. And when it flipped like that, you're like, damn, yeah. Texas Tech's not going to win now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Be- because if I, you, if I remember correctly, they were down by like three points when that happened. Yeah. And it gave Virginia the ball back and they ended up, I, I don't know. I don't know if they ended up scoring that possession. They might, I think they did.
0: Well, and if you call the foul that was clearly there from the beginning, yeah. he's going to the free throw line to shoot two free throws anyway. Yeah.
1: And that, that that's a whole other thing. Like if you if you would have called that, you know, that's another
0: Who knows how the game goes? I mean, Virginia maybe wins the game anyway.
1: Yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me. They're they're Virginia's a great team. But from a human perspective, it's like the ref if the refs realize that, hey, we missed a call there, and yeah, do to touch touches Pinky, but since we missed the call, we'll make it even by giving Texas Tech the ball.
0: And it's not like anybody in the in the arena it's not like Tony Bennett's sitting there like watching this replay hundreds of times and he's they and they give the ball to Texas Tech still and he's like, he loses his mind. Yeah. I can guarantee you, you see Kyle Guy right away react and point the other way. Kyle Guy had no idea who that yeah. ball went
1: out off of. That's what all basketball players do. Right.
0: Uh, that's, what was, that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, he didn't know that the ball brushed his <laughs> pinky.
1: It's the same thing as when a fumble happens and everyone dogpiles on and, and both te- te- players on both teams are pointing the directions that they want want the ball, you know? Yeah.
0: So... <laughs> It was just, I got so fired up about that. It made me, it made my stomach hurt because I was just like, man, these two teams played so hard.
1: Mm. And And then some
0: stupid stuff like that is what it is that is going to be one of the deciding factors.
1: And I think, you know, it was a great game. Lots of good parts about the game are going to be remembered. But I do think that that specific call in the replay will also be remembered as a legacy for that game.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It is interesting to think about what Virginia's legacy as a national champion is because the thing, <laughs> uh, were they, they were probably the most consistent team in the country all year. Mm. I mean, I, I would say that if you're like, who was the best team in the country, it probably was them from beginning to end. Mm. But the thing that I think most people are going to remember 2018, 19 NCAA basketball season four is the guy in Durham, North Carolina. Yeah. And it being his one year of playing college basketball and Virginia lost to that team twice. And you're, yep, it's you're right. like, it. there will be, I, I bet you 10 years from now, a lot more people will remember that than they think about Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome and uh, Mamaday Diakite and all those guys that won the national championship. You're probably right. Just because.
1: As you expect, Zion's going to be one of the, the best players in the NBA. It'll
0: always be the year of Zion. Exactly. It won't be the year of Virginia.
1: I mean, what do you when you think 2008 or whatever it was, Texas basketball, or <laughs> NCAA basketball, you think, oh, Kevin Durant. Right. His one year at Texas, you know? Yeah. So, I don't That's just me personally. but.
0: Well, and it's like the year that Duke won the national championship when they beat Wisconsin in the title game, after Wisconsin beat Kentucky when they're undefeated. Mm-hmm. If I think of the – I think that was fourteen fifteen. If I think of the two thousand fourteen fifteen basketball season, I still think of the fact that Kentucky started the season, yeah, whatever it was, thirty three and 38-0. Yep. I can't remember the exact number, but something crazy. Yeah, you know, and you still look at that team and you're like, that team was clearly the best team in the country. Yeah, and they just happened to lose on a single day.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, on one on one hand, yeah, you could say Duke was the best, but on the other hand, you kind of got to. I don't think Duke was the best team. I it, thought we talked about this last week. Yeah, we did. But like, it's it's just the beauty of the NCAA tournament. It's so unpredictable. See, and this is a good transition point. You listened to the podcast that Chris did with Jamie Pollard? I did. I listened to that this
0: afternoon you said I should. There was some interesting... I mean, there's a couple really interesting things that I think they talked about mm-hmm. on there. Um, The one that brought that to mind specifically is his story that he tells about when they hired bo ryan at wisconsin i love that story and how he said how bo ryan told them i will get you to the final four and it's just on sheer and like his explanation was that if you go to the final four 15 times
1: if you go or you NCAA go to the ncaa tournament,
0: tournament 15 times yep. you always got to win four games mm-hmm. you give me 15 chances to win four games in two weeks I'm I'm not, can do, i can do that one time yeah and it just so happened he did it two years in a row yep or i think so yeah yeah two yep. years in a row and didn't they do it no i don't think they did it another time when he was there
1: but uh i think they made it to the date at least once other time
0: yeah and that's what i
1: think creates an interesting thing for
0: iowa state where there's all these people that man i had this guy I assume he's a listener. He uh, tweeted at me after Texas Tech made the Final Four and said something along the lines of, can you stop demeaning the fan base for wanting expectations to be raised? Because Texas Tech just went to the Final Four in year three with their coach. And uh, I think I told you about this. How the, I said it, when, they have a, when Iowa State has a lottery pick, it doesn't make the Final Four. Like, let me know. Yeah. Uh, and then he did it again after the championship game. I was like, I'm not gonna argue with you. But there's a difference between raising expectations or a difference between I don't I don't even know how to put it. There's a difference between raising expectations and a difference between irrationally demanding something. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: I I kind of get know what you're saying. So like
0: <laughs> there's a difference between saying, oh, we're gonna and like looking at one specific instance, Texas Tech under Chris Beard in year three goes to the Final Four. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of different factors that go into that, you know, besides just like Texas Tech really sucked three years ago and now they're in the Final Four. So
1: do you... Th- uh, yeah. Here's here's a, a question I'd pose to that fan now. Do you think that Texas T- Tech fans will expect to get to the Final Four every year now? They shouldn't. Exactly. They should expect to get to the NCAA tournament and obviously advance, you know, further than the first round. Right. More often than not.
0: And that's where... That's where my thing is right now, where it's like these people that are like, we, we missed the Final Four. We didn't even go the second weekend. I say it has been the second weekend in the NCAA tournament what? <laughs> Only a handful of times. Four, five times Yeah. in the program's history. They've been playing basketball in Ames, Iowa since like 1901 mm-hmm. or something like that. Five times. Yep. You guys can't say... I,
1: And only been to the Elite Eight once this millennium. Yeah. Been to the Elite Eight
0: two times in school history, and one of the times it was only because there was only eight teams in the tournament. Yep. Uh, That's where I'm like, I'm not trying to demean you guys. I'm trying to make it to where it's like, be rational. Yeah. I I don't want people to think that I'm –
1: that I'm shitting all over the fan base. I'm not. and that's, well, I wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for you guys. That's kind of another point that Pollard brought up on the podcast too. There's a, there's a line between being irrational and, and disappointed. Yeah. You can be disappointed, but once you take it too far and you start expecting something that might, nece- might not necessarily be realistic, that's when you become irrational.
0: Well, it's like I, the people that are like, man, I, all this talent that we had, I can't believe we didn't win the Big 12. Steve Prohm sucks. Fire him. Get rid of him. Bring Fred back. And you're like, it, it's like, uh, I mean, Iowa State has won two Big 12 <laughs> titles in 23 years. Yeah. And they were in back-to-back seasons. Uh, like, since when is that? It's, I, I it's think like, it, it's okay. We can be disappointed. It's like, man. Sucks. We didn't win the Big Twelve.
1: And I think it's amplified just this year, just because Kansas didn't win. Yeah. Like if Kansas had won their 15th straight, then everyone would be like, "Oh, well, we, we wouldn't have won anyway, because Kansas is just Kansas." Yeah. But since Texas Tech and K State tied for the championship, everyone was like, "Iowa State should get a piece of that."
0: But and you know what, man? I can't even be mad about that, because at the end of the day, one of those two teams just played for the national championship and was right and took the national championship game to overtime. Mm-hmm the other team was in the elite eight last year was in the elite eight a year ago had i think three or four of its five starters
1: back from at that least team.
0: at least until one of them got hurt probably the most important piece of their entire team got hurt exactly Were and they were seniors guys that i bet barry brown's played as many games at kansas state as damn near anybody in the program's history yeah and it's like look at the game Look at those four teams that just played in the Final Four.
1: There's so much, con-
0: There's so much context you have to take into account. There's one freshman in four teams that started in the Final Four. Obviously, mm. started two freshmen on its own team, like on its team, mm-hmm. and then
1: two of their other key rotation players were transfers. Were sophomores. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So you're on sophomores first. We're but
0: sophomores then, yeah. who basically. Their freshman season was essentially wasted by the fact that there was nobody else on the team with and them. And
1: again, two others were transfers who were playing their first year in an Iowa State uniform.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's where
1: it's,
0: it's just like, man.
1: If you, t- if you take all of these other things and like really think about it in, in that context, you come, to, you come to think that, oh, yeah, I shouldn't be expecting Iowa State to go to the Final Four this year.
0: You can expect Iowa State to go to the NCAA tournament every Absolutely. season. Absolutely. And that did. is That is fair. They did. They got there. That is very fair. And they went to the NCAA tournament. And it only takes, go back to what Bo Ryan said. It takes one time out of 15 to where you win four games in two weekends and you're in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that Iowa State's on seven in eight years mm-hmm. and they haven't been able to do that yet. Yep. There's a lot of programs that would do that. And there's a lot of programs out there that I promise you, I promise you, would kill to have been to the NCAA tournament seven times in eight years.
1: And won this many conference championships. Conference, conference tournament, tournament championships. championships.
0: And, would, and would kill to have been to two Sweet Sixteens. The program immediately to the west of here, across the Missouri River, just went and paid a coach $3.5 million to get to one to, and win one game. Mm-hmm. Not to just yeah. go to the tournament. No, to, to win a game. Not to go to the Final Four, not to win the National Championship, win a single game in the NCAA Tournament. Programs out there would kill to be in the position that Iowa State is in. They would do anything. Mm -hmm. Fans, fan bases out there would be so incredibly over the wall. Think about how people were at Northwestern when they made the NCAA Tournament. Was that the first time they'd ever made the NCAA Tournament? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Like... It, yeah. You guys have got to do it seven times in eight years. Yeah. Two Sweet Sixteens, four that, Big 12 tournament titles.
1: And that's another thing that Pollard was talking about. I think, you know, the, the selling point for Iowa State is that the fan base has been so different. And that's like what you, you get coaches to come here for, and that, that the fans are different.
0: And that's another one of the things that I was going to – some of the stuff that he said – I mean, Jamie Pollard is a smart dude. And I don't just say that because he said a lot of things that have really been on my mind. Where – I don't know what it is, but and I'm not saying this is everybody. There are some people in the fan base, and I think it's a, a vocal minority, that for some reason all of a sudden, they it's like they've forgotten who we are. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And and I'm not saying that to say how bring how bad Iowa State was at certain points, you know, in football before Johnny and basketball in the McDermott era and that kind of stuff. I'm saying it to mean there's think what made the Cubs. I mean, I don't like the Cubs. I've never liked the Cubs. That's because I grew up a Cardinals fan, but there's a reason that they were the lovable losers. Mm -hmm. Could there be a comparison drawn there? Think about the, I love my, some of my friends that are Cubs fans, you know, but man, I hate Cubs fans. They are so freaking annoying, dude. <laughs> Just how they – the way that they overreact to some of this stuff. It's like, what were the Cubs, 1-5 or yeah. something to start the season? Yep. And you're like, man, if only there wasn't 156 games left. That's the thing. And people are like in meltdown mode over 1-5 in, in baseball. Yeah. And I'm like, it. that's what makes it, – like, that's like, that's what makes you guys not very lovable anymore.
1: Yeah. When if, you, if, if you had done that in the middle of June, no one would have batted an eye.
0: Yeah. And it's like – and when you – when you let that kind of mentality seep in you lose a lot of what makes you so endearing you, you can lose what makes you endearing yeah i think and and i'm not saying that's hap- i'm not saying that's happening yet mm-hmm. but i do think that there is or i'm not saying that it's like oh my god like we're in full crisis mode i'm saying that that's what jamie pollard's telling you guys check yourselves yeah remember where you came from remember who we are mm-hmm. don't pretend that we're somebody that we are not.
1: And it's not to say that we have to be, you know, 100% positive all the time. Like, fans have the right to be disappointed, but you can't take it to an extreme where you lose what made Iowa State fans so um, diligently, you know, supportive of their team during the hard times.
0: The first thing Matt Campbell said when he got to Iowa State was how, was about how impressed he was by Iowa State's fans when he he came here with his Toledo, Toledo team. And Iowa State was—I don't, I don't know what their record was. They won like two games a year before. Mm-hmm. I think that was when they went two and ten, lost to Kansas in the last game of the season. There's fifty thousand people in the seats. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it—I'm not saying this wouldn't happen, but it makes you wonder. It's like, man, if they went back to two and ten next year, yeah, would there be fifty
1: thousand people in the seats? It, even if it was something not not as bad, five and seven, say.
0: Yeah, there'd be some people that. There, there would be a, vocal, a vo, very vocal minority
1: that would be very upset. They, they, they would, they would, there would that would start to be comparisons to Rhodes at y- that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we can't let that mentality take over. That's, I don't know what it is that causes that, but like Jamie Pollard says, said when you hear Cyclone fans talking that way, check them, mm-hmm. remind them. Yeah. Like, there's. <laughs> we got it pretty good exactly and could it be better yeah probably and you know what man with Matt Campbell with Steve Prohm if it, if those guys can keep doing their thing I firmly believe that there there will be days that are going to be better mm-hmm. I don't know if that means they win year. a national championship I don't know if it means next year I don't know yeah. if we're going to go to the final four in the next 10 years I have no idea but I do think that there will be a day when,
1: when it's like, man. I'm glad we stuck with those guys. I'm
0: glad we. I'm glad we rode on this. Yeah. You know, that's where when I when we're at the Alamo Bowl on last last December, and Chris and I get back are walking back to our hotel, and I I looked at him. Me and me and him are both so drained after games we don't hardly talk. And we're just walking in silence, basically. And I I just looked around and I was like, man, what the hell did we do to get here? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in the first three years that I covered Iowa State, they won eight football games. Mm -hmm. And then we were at the Alamo Bowl three years later. Yeah. And that's where where I'm like, what did...
1: and that's another thing what do we
0: like what do we do to get to like, how yeah. like how, how are we on this
1: ride? and i will say i think that that also plays into as a factor into the raised expectations for basketball i think people have seen how quickly matt campbell has turned around the football program and they're like well if if campbell can do that with the football team then obviously Prohm, he's in year four surely he should have the the basketball program achieving higher than ever before by now yeah but that's not how it works no
0: I mean, they're just completely different sports. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it goes back to, uh, there was kind of an interesting conversation in that thread uh, about with the podcast on the forums today where somebody said about the Fred years, where, where it's like, we remember those near misses of where you almost, where it's like, we could have won four games. And then it, that makes it, it's like in some people's brains, it's like, we did win four games we would would have been in the Final Four. Yeah. You know, if Chris Babb doesn't get hurt, we're in the Final Four. If George Niang doesn't get hurt, we're in the Final Four. In 2015, if Bryce John Jones doesn't lose his freaking mind, we're in the Final Four. We're in the Final Four. We're playing as well as anybody in the country. And and you're like, now, you know, five years removed, plus from most of that stuff, you're like, It's like there's some people that have convinced themselves that those things didn't happen and that these things were so great went to the final four. Now we got to raise the expectation because we should have done it then. So now we have to do it now. Mm -hmm. And and you're like, no, 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 no. That's works. Those things didn't happen. The only people that remember those things, the things that elevate, like the fact that you got that close to like doing the thing that's going to elevate your program to that next level, the only people that remember those things are us. Mm. the kids that are out there getting recruited the the mcdonald's all americans that they're like i want to play for a team that goes to the final four do you think they know that george niang broke his foot in the 2014 (laughs) ncaa tournament and that iowa state was would maybe would have gone to the final four hell no if they'd had him nope do you think they know that chris babb sprained his ankle nope probably not they just see the fact that Iowa State's never been to a final four Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't know i'm on my rant again (laughs) uh all right my last thing from that pollard podcast what do you think of the uh what he said about Lindell and Taylor
1: Um admittedly, I was kind of working while listening to the podcast. So okay. that, that part I didn't listen to as closely, but uh, it, from what I gather, um correct me if I'm wrong, he just kinda of thought that they he was strongly um of the opinion that they could benefit a lot from coming back to Iowa State. Yeah. To say the least.
0: I I will say That of all the things that he said on the podcast, that was the thing that I sat there and I was most shocked by his, his honesty Mm -hmm. where, uh, and I don't think that he was necessarily like crapping on him no, or anything like that. I mean, he, he said, he's like, I want them to go on and have long and successful professional careers, uh, but he's talking about George and Monte and Naz and Deontay. Maybe yeah, not, those guys, Matt Thomas and yeah. like
1: how they became icons because yep. they stayed for four years and all this stuff. Yep, the quote I did remember was that, you know, how are people going to react when Lindell Wigginton comes back to Hilton Coliseum in five years? They're not going to react near the same as if Naz Mechior Long came back in five years.
0: And I get where Jamie's coming from because he's right. Yeah. He is right. I will never say that he's not right in that sense. The thing that I will say too is that um when you're think if you're in Talon's shoes, you're eighteen years old, you're gonna be the youngest player in the NBA draft. And regardless, you're still basically a consensus first round pick by people that are more in the know than me, more in the know than all the people on Facebook that say that he's not ready to go to the NBA. And from where he came from you know, inner city of Chicago, and mm. I'm pretty sure, a single-parent household. Not many guys make it out. Yeah. When you get that opportunity. You grasp it. You know how much you care about your legacy in Ames, Iowa? Not that much. You probably do a little bit. Yeah. You maybe will 20 years from now if it doesn't work out. I think that I could think of one specific example that mm. I'm not going to say anything, but I do think I know one specific example that you could point to that would Kind of point to that, yeah. Uh, but if it does work out, Iowa State will have always been home for one year, yeah. And you know what? If he goes, he's still going to be ours,
1: yeah. Like it, it, when the, the the graphic flashes across the screen, College Iowa State, it'll be there.
0: That's what I'm saying. And when if Taylan goes and makes the NBA Finals.
1: You Hell think, yeah, we're going to claim it.
0: That's what I'm going to say. You think that I'm not going to sit there and cheer my ass off for Taylor Horton Tucker because that guy's a cyclone. Yeah. And, and I guarantee you that Carl Anthony Towns, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Devin Booker, mm. the who's who of guys that played at the University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Who, what are they? They're Wildcats. Absolutely. What's Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant's a longhorn. Yep. To the bone.
1: Zion Williamson. Zion Blue Williamson Devil.
0: will be a Blue Devil to the bone yep. forever. And like, it, it doesn't matter the fact that they were only there for one year. Yeah. If they go on and they, you, know, you go and you have your success, and you can look back at that, and it's like, man, that was a great time in my life. And you know what? And it, then we all should embrace them yeah. when they come back.
1: And you know, it's unfortunate that you know, a guy like Talon didn't get to win any NCAA tournament games with mm-hmm. Iowa State, but he will always be able to look back at his college career and say, I want a Big 12 tournament championship.
0: Yeah. Those guys will be linked forever. That's the thing that they kept saying after the, the, uh, after that game. Mm-hmm. We're linked forever. We will always have a ring. Mm-hmm. Taylor Horton Tucker will always have a ring with the I State on it that says champions. Mm-hmm. And Lindell Wigginson is the same way. Don't I don't want people that are. That's, that is what like what shocked me about what Jamie said. Mm-hmm. Jamie is a middle-aged man who, of means at this point, and these are 18, 19-year-old kids who undoubtedly have people pressuring behind them that are having to make one of the most important decisions of their life. Yeah. I don't, it, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, like I said, he was right, but it felt like it was almost like a guilt trip in a sense. And I was like, okay. That's when that was the only thing that he said in the entire thing that I was like, I don't know that that was the best way to really approach what you were just trying to the point you were just trying to make.
1: Yeah. And I'm trying I'm trying to think of a way to say it. I I yeah, I don't have anything else to add. And I don't uh
0: I don't mean it to like to be like director Pod is wrong. <laughs> no, it's just sometimes there's more to it than just this is how I see it. Yeah.
1: Think about how and an 18-year-old kid from yeah. Nova
0: Scotia or an 18-year-old kid from.
1: And it is kind of a thing where, you know, you wonder if Jamie needs to put himself in those kids' shoes just a little bit more than he did. And it's hard. I mean, I I can about guarantee it's hard. Yeah. I mean, like I said, think about what Jamie's
0: situation is.
1: Yeah. He he benefits heavily from both of those kids coming back. Well, yeah. And not even Indo- just indirectly. that. Well,
0: and not even just that, but it's just like you'd never live that life. Yeah.
1: hundred <laughs> percent.
0: You know? Yeah. Uh, that's just what my thing is mm-hmm. with that deal where, especially with Taylor, Lindell is a little bit different. Uh, but with, especially with Taylor you're like, man, go let that kid live his dream. Absolutely. Cause it's right there for him to take. Yep. At this point. All right. You want to come back? We'll answer some mailbag questions. Sure. All right, we'll be that, uh, we'll, I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Just, I guess I talked too much in the first 42 minutes. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stands and Fits presented by a professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Lawn care with unmatched service. Landscapes, custom designed. Sprinkler systems
2: installed and serviced. Thanks, Central Iowa, for 30 plus years of your support. A-plus Lawn and Landscape. Hey guys, it's Chris interrupting this podcast because, you know, everybody wants to know that I get it asked all the time. How can we help Cyclone Fanatic? Well, you help Cyclone Fanatic by you support our advertisers and everybody needs to be aware of iCare. I wasn't for a long time and I went to Ames iCare and they really helped me out. It's changed my life. I don't have headaches the way that I did. You've heard me talk about this. They're also in Des Moines at Des Moines iCare. And you need to think about this with your family. Get the kids checked out. Encourage the wife, anything. Personalized eye care, designer eyewear. I've got these sweet Maui gym glasses that I use at work all the time. People think they look awesome. They meet your whole family's vision needs at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Check them out today and support Psych1
0: Fanatic. Hey guys, it's Jared here with another message from Mechdyne. Are you looking to jumpstart your IT career? Or maybe you're a student looking to earn some extra cash? Well, listen up. Mechdyne is currently looking to hire both full-time and part-time IT help desk agents to respond to and help troubleshoot client IT technical issues. You can get your foot in the door at an awesome company with a super fun culture that I've seen firsthand with my own eyes. So go visit the career page at mechdyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E dot com. Check them out today. Welcome back to Stands and Fits presented by professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. We are in the Carl Chevrolet studios recording tonight. By the way, Fitz, truck month has been extended at Iowa's truck leader, Carl
1: Chevrolet. Whoa, going to go get me a truck.
0: Current Chevy truck owners can upgrade to a new 2018 Chevy Silverado 1500 LT with all-star package up to 25% off when financed with GM or 2018 Silverado 1500 LTZ will be up to 20% off when financed with GM Financial. They will also have up to 23% off new Chevrolet models, or many models that qualify for 0% for 72 months bonus cash for qualified buyers. Up to 20% off for competitive owners on a new Chevrolet. Current Corvette owners can qualify for $3,000 loyalty on any new Chevy Corvette. That's at Carl Chevrolet, I-35, Exit 90, at The Rock in Ankeny. And... West of West Des Moines, at Stuart, off I-80. I'd look pretty good in the new Silverado. Yeah, you would. Maybe get you a. No, we we need to get
1: you a Corvette. I would also look good in a Corvette. Top down. Yeah. Not today. Today the top would be up. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, the truck might be a
0: little bit more practical. Now that I think about that. mm -hmm. Uh, No, I, I see you as eventually being a van guy. You're going to be a van dad. I will 100% be a van dad. You will.
1: And I will yeah. own it. I drove a van in high school. Did you know that? Have I mentioned that before? I think you have, yeah. Chevy or, Astro. or at least you and I have talked about that before. Chevy Chevy Astro. I don't know if uh, Carl Chevrolet has those nowadays, but I don't think the
0: Chevy Astro is still uh <laughs> It's probably been discontinued. Still in circulation. By
1: now. I would say I think that one's probably been discontinued. It was a weird ugly green color, too. So uh yeah, I'll Makes I'll get even more I'll perfect. get like a nice new silver Silverado or something like that. There
0: you go. Man, just pulling it. You got to get it all jacked up, too. That's right. Pull up to...
1: Actually, I don't know if I'd get jacked up because, you know, there's kind of some negative stereotypes for getting the car too jacked up.
0: Yeah, I guess there is some size ramifications I'd just there. go with a
1: nice stock Silverado and I'd be completely happy with that.
0: There you go. You and Jeff Woody rolling around in, uh, in Chevy trucks. Yep. He's got a Colorado, so call Chevrolet. All right, time for some mailbag
1: questions. All right. Cyclone Ted asks, what are the details of the basketball trip to Italy this summer? Mainly, do you know... When they leave, return, and where in Italy they're going. So I didn't know anything about this. I don't know if you know anything
0: about. Oh it. yeah, I read that on in the for, uh, the thread. I had no clue that they okay. were even going to Italy. So
1: so uh, that that's your answer. They're going to Italy at some point this summer.
0: I'm sure, Prom probably said something like just mentioned it. Yeah. At some point, I mean, I just it might it probably went in one ear out the other. Probably. I, I've been so focused on like during the season, I was so focused on last year, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Uh. I'm sure that once we have those details, we will pass them along. I'm also willing to bet a little bit that I'm sure that a lot of the details aren't even that nailed down probably. at Iowa State at this point. I'm sure
1: they're still working stuff out. Yeah. All right. Psyched- it would probably be like sometime <laughs> in July. Sorry. That's what, no, you're that fine. would be my guess. Psyched ask asks, what's the status on Stan's Barry Collier tattoo? If he keeps delaying it, you may have to threaten to change it to a tramp stamp. So I'm not de- I late? haven't delayed anything. I've. I never set a time limit on when it was going to happen. Well, okay. Uh, so, so if you by that logic, you can wait until you're 99 years old and get the tattoo. Well, no.
0: I've made it clear that it will happen during the summer. Okay. Because we're going. Like that's. It's going to be a thing that we make content out of.
1: Gotcha. And so, do you have a ha- do you have a tattoo parlor picked out yet?
0: No, I haven't. I haven't done anything with it. <laughs> okay. There will come a point when Chris and I will sit down and it's like, okay, now it's time to get the Barry Collier tattoo.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, is so it is going to be a real tattoo at this point, you think? <laughs> yes, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I, I, think didn't, so. I didn't think Chris would let you get, get out of it with a fake tattoo. Yeah, no, he's like dead set on it. That it's yeah, basically, every time I see him, it comes up. Maybe so, maybe we should uh, put a question out to the readers if you if you know a good tattoo guy, let Jared know, and if they'll do it for cheap, yeah, that too, but not too cheap because I. Obviously, you're gonna get some nice uh, pub from cycling fanatic about it. There you go, dude. That's gonna be such like an intricate tattoo too. It is. its gonna, It's not gonna be the kind of thing where you're done in 30 minutes. It's gonna. It's gonna take a while. You're gonna have to set aside a chunk of your day.
0: And what picture of Barry Collier do I get? You know, do I just get a portrait of him?
1: It's a good question. Like, do you get the stock photo that he would have put on like Nebraska's website? Yeah, I feel like I have to get him doing something. It's gotta be him like coaching. You know, like in a coaching, I don't know, him pointing at something. I wanted, maybe there's some
0: picture of him after one of their big wins that they had, like in the early 2000s. Like they beat Kansas one year. Mm. Uh. Him in a very triumphant manner. Yeah. In the middle of a court storm.
1: You know, sometimes coaches like get down, like they, they squat on the sidelines. If you get one of those, that'd be, you know. That'd be kind of symbolic too. It would be. So, uh. So that's the latest update, though. Uh, Technically not delayed, but not done yet.
0: I want to get him with his hands up like this so that then when... No, I'm not even going
1: to say it. So it looks like he's holding up your pants or something? No,
0: I was going to say, so then... Ah, screw it. I'll just say it. So then when Fred Hoiberg goes and wins the national championship in oh, Nebraska, oh, no. uh, I can put it back in everybody's face by getting the national championship ta- <laughs> uh, trophy tattooed into
1: Barry Collier's there hands. Is. There it is. Now everyone's mad at you. That's fine. For saying it. Well, everybody's still on me about this freaking tattoo, so. That's true. Everyone's going to be on you no matter what. Oh, I know. Yeah. All right. I'm surprised that people, like, remembered that so well, though. I mean, it stands out. That People want to, to know when the tattoo is going to happen. You've been making these tattoo bets, dude. Now you got to finally follow through with one. Honestly, I part of me wishes that I just had to go go and get the vampire. That's true, and because it, it, because it would be on your chest, correct? Yeah,
0: yeah. Man, the vampire uh, vampire was sighted in in Lincoln the other day. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was with Tom Osborne over there. Hmm. Dude, there was this picture today. I sent it to the Slack group. Uh, oh, with uh, Fred with uh, Fred with Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, I I saw that picture and I was like. Good God! Yeah, what? He's officially
1: full Nebraska now. What?
0: Like, where? What, what alternate dimension are we living in right now?
1: It's crazy. It doesn't even feel right. I know. I look at that picture and I'm just like, get, like, get away, get well, away think, from my friend, Larry. Think about it, Fred. Fred Horberg's at Nebraska, and Texas Tech was in the, the national title game.
0: Oh yeah, I, I put that thread of the guy that comes out of the coma and sees it, <laughs> and they tell him that Fred Horberg's at Nebraska, and he goes back into the coma. Yep. Uh, yeah. Or, I, I can't believe it. Yep. Who who would have guessed that Virginia would win a title before
1: Gonzaga? Eh, That doesn't surprise me a whole lot, I guess. Virginia's a good program. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I mean, the the thing about Gonzaga is you you got to remember that they don't play necessarily the top competition all year. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Uh, Now, what are we on now? Hot Knot? Hot Knot, of course. Uh, I can go first this week. Okay. Actually... Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first because your hot will lead into my knot. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, I did. Okay, my hot. We're going to come to blows here. <laughs> yeah, we are. First picture of a black hole has been officially released. Uh, so this black hole, which looks pretty blurry. It's a blurry picture. If you've seen it, it's like a circle. It looks like the eye of Sauron is the, the big comparison. Yeah. It's apparently 53.49 million light years away. Can I ask a question? Sure. How the hell do we know it's a black hole if nobody's ever seen one before? That's what my one of my friends asked. Like, how do we know for sure that it's a black hole? It could be anything. And how did our rocket get s- however many light years away? I don't know. I mean, like, you got so many people that are. And never mind. I'm, the direction I was gonna take that was gonna be not podcast appropriate. I should I shouldn't go that route. But, well, yeah. What What was the general idea? Well, it was gonna involve Jesus Christ. Oh. So
0: yeah no we've gotten emails about that before for some uh yeah so
1: that's why i put the brakes on that but anyways, not on this
0: podcast it's <laughs> i think that was because of uh football and random things ah i gotcha and it wasn't in, it was not like in a something bad
1: but yep so uh yeah the the black hole i i completely agree with you like how do we know that it's a black hole it could be any number of things no one's ever driven by the black hole in, in their rocket ship that's my th- like
0: i saw that picture and i was like Okay. Yeah, if you guys yeah. want to tell me that's a black hole, I guess I'll
1: believe you. I, I have no reason to not believe you. We've seen pictures, quote-unquote, of Bigfoot at some points. And obviously, they're all hoaxes. Well, Bigfoot is real. Oh, I, I, I just opened I, up a whole another can of worms. Okay,
0: there's been way more sightings of Bigfoot than there has been no, no, of I, a black hole. Well,
1: yeah. N- you're not wrong. I'm just saying. I mean, I can't dispute. I can't dispute that. Yeah. My question is... So do they, can they control whatever
0: that is that's out there? There's no way they can, can they? Like the camera? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they can. Or
0: does it just randomly
1: send pictures back? Um, I, I'm pretty sure they have some kind of thing that they can use to control it. How else would you be able to control Like tell, tell the satellite or whatever it is to focus in on that one black hole that's a, like, millions of light years away. I think I just don't have a very
0: good understanding of space. Like where is this thing? Where, where in, in actual space, where is this telescope or whatever it is that's looking at the black hole? 53 million light years away. But it still looks like it's far away from wherever it's at. So where does it sit? Where, where does it,
1: you know? I don't know. What does it orbit? I'm not an astrophysicist or anything like that. We need to get somebody from NASA on the podcast. Dude, there's that one astronaut who graduated from Iowa State. Clayton Anderson? Clayton Anderson, yeah yeah his son played for
0: mitch harger worked for nasa there that's what we should get we should Ooh. try and get mitch, mitch harger on the yeah, podcast that's, that's a good idea let's do that man that'd be awesome that
1: i just want to ask i i, I just have so many questions you know i i know you and chris are big on the on the alien side of things too so like yeah obviously anything involving outer space is interesting how do we know that that's not where the aliens came from yeah maybe, maybe that's the alien spaceship and it just looks like a black hole
0: there's way more questions to be asked about this than... Man, people trust NASA too much. That's right. Uh, you know, the,
1: Any, anytime they tell NASA, us
0: they've done all this stuff up in space. How we, many people have really been to
1: space? Have though? we really been to the moon? Well, we've
0: been, <laughs> uh, I think we've been to the moon. Uh, I agree. I'm, I'm, not, just, I'm just being funny. I'm not going to go that far. But it's like they tell us all this stuff about space. What percentage of the human population has ever actually been to space? I mean, this could all be a big conspiracy where they're just trying to convince us that there is something out there and maybe, maybe there's nothing out there. Yeah. Maybe we're all just living under a, a big dome. A big dome, yeah. We're all just in a snow, blo- a snow globe. The earth is flat, of course. Man, I really just talked myself into some crazy areas right there. Yeah, dude, Kyrie's got it figured it out. All right, to uh, completely change gears, my hot this week, we've got the first one is two-parted, and then I've got another one that's another thing. Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki man those are two legends right there dude uh both played their final nba games on tuesday uh both scored 30 points in their final nba games and it just feels like we're getting really close to a point where it's gonna be like an end of an era yeah in the nba yeah. all the guys that we grew up with you know kobe's gone obviously mm-hmm. uh Tim Duncan's gone. Tim Duncan is gone. These two guys. Shaq. Shaq has been gone for a while. Yeah, Shaq's been out for man five years probably. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron. Le- he's yeah. he's still got. I think he's still got some years in him, but yeah, not not too many. not too many more years. Uh, but I just gotta say, I gotta say a little bit about both these guys. First, with Dwayne Wade, man, the way that that guy has played for 16 seasons, where he has put his body on the line every single night diving into the stanchion, diving into the stands, uh, just playing with reckless abandon for so long and then doing it at such a high level, uh, such speed, explosiveness, was part of two of probably the best teams in the history of the NBA. We're going to miss that guy because he's been so much fun for so long. Yeah. And then with Dirk, you know, I was... I didn't like the Mavericks. I... I was a guy that I liked Dwight Wade mm-hmm. in 2006. Uh I liked the I liked the heat with LeBron mm-hmm. in 2011. But there's nobody on this planet who does that plays in athletics that deserves respect more than Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, dude. 21 seasons with the same franchise. And from all accounts, one of the ultimate stand-up dudes and he did it while playing at a level that only a handful of people have ever been better.
1: Yeah. And every, whenever you see someone do a one-footed fadeaway, you're going to be like, yeah, that's Dirk Nowitzki right there.
0: That's what I was just going to say. Every tall white person in the, in the world wished they could be Dirk Nowitzki and yep. wish they could play like Dirk Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. That guy is – both of them are 100% sure thing first ballot Hall of Famers. If they aren't in on the first ballot, I will freaking riot. <laughs> and yeah they, the game is going to miss them so much. I know that I'm going to miss them so much. And they haven't been the same that these past couple years, but it won't feel, the NBA will feel a little bit like it, it will like really feel like it lost something next year when the Mavs come out and that, Dirk Nowitzki not yeah. there. Yep. And when, and when the, I know, you know, D Wade left for a year plus, but when the heat come out next year, it will feel different knowing that Dwayne Wade is not in the NBA anymore. I just want to say that about both those guys because they uh, deserve everybody's utmost respect, every basketball fan in the, in the world. Agreed. That's a good hot. My other hot uh, on Wednesday at 7 a.m. Disney sparked uh, the utmost joy in my inner child when they released the second trailer for the Lion King remake. And I have to say that that movie is going to be absolutely 100% positively phenomenal. Phenomenal. And I, I don't know what you're about to say, but I just got to listen. Like, think about this cast, man. Think about this cast. James Earl Jones, one of the greats. Donald Glover, an upcoming great. Seth Rogen, one of the greats. Beyonce, come on, man. Like, don't. John Oliver, I could keep going. Billy Eichner man it's gonna be a phenomenal movie and you you if you want to sit here and try and i know what you're about to do with you're not and you you're, <laughs> you're gonna try and sit here and tell me that oh live action remakes they're they're not that good uh
1: no no this movie's gonna be freaking awesome i i promise you you know why it's gonna be awesome is because it, it was already done so so why do it again it's just just it's just a money grab dude Walt Disney put in his will that he wanted the Disney classics to be remade. I watched the trailer, and when I heard that theme, that theme music play, I got chills. Exactly. But that does not mean that making live-action remakes of all these movies is worthwhile. Why should we not try and make a
0: good thing, take a good thing, and update it make it a little bit better and it's like it, but is, there's it, no is it one better? out there in the world that says oh i don't like the lion king so well yeah i there, agree there, with you there too much lion king there's
1: no such thing as too much lion king like if, if again when i heard that they were going to do a live i, I don't know if i knew at the time it was going to be a remake but a live i don't think it really is like a shot for shot remake though it might not be but anyways a live like movie featuring all this great cast. And it's called The Lion King. I just thought like it'd be like all that cast and you know all these voice actors who are incredibly famous doing something in real life that it's it plays out like like things in The Lion King. So, no, like, that would be that in my opinion would be a a much better idea for. Man, Hollywood. then go to Broadway. Go to Broadway. No, no, no. I'm thinking like I don't want them to do like a play of it. I'm just thinking like maybe there's this guy uh living what who is Mufasa what uh no okay, I, I don't want to hear the rest of this idea
0: uh, no okay.
1: anyways I'm getting off topic my point is I You're don't need to off see topic. I don't need to see a replay of the movie that I grew up loving because that movie is already great in itself I don't I don't need to see any more update I guarantee you there's gonna be some there'll
0: there'll be some would original you, there will be original you, songs in this movie I
1: guarantee it would you I, w- I would bet against that
0: what you got? You don't bring Donald Glover and Beyonce in to not do some original songs. You're not,
1: I don't think there's gonna be original songs. Yes, there will. No, it's a remake, dude. They've already a,
0: said that there's gonna be original songs. Well, they're not gonna be as good as I the original. I guarantee it. Guaranteed. Nope. I'll get Simba. Would you, would you, I'll get Simba tattooed on my chest if you, there's not an original song. Would in you there.
1: care about? Okay, so is the only what's the main selling point for you wanting to watch this movie? Is it the? Is it cast? I, there is no single
0: one main selling point. It's, so what's... Th- here there here are be. the selling there points. There has to be. What's the here selling point? Here are the selling points. The Lion
1: King is awesome. The cast yes, is, it is awesome. Yes, it is. And I'm going to enjoy the heck out of every single second of it. <laughs> I'm saying if they did the exact same movie without all those cast members, would it would it be... Would you be as interested? Does it matter? Yeah. Oh, uh, man, get out of here. The Lion King is awesome.
0: If they're gonna yes, remake, if they're gonna remake the Lion King, you think they're gonna do it with some bum, some cast of bums? They don't Get need to
1: remake the Lion King. It's already a fantastic movie. I just don't, I just don't see the point. Like we're gonna go and watch this huge movie that's that's CGI. Man, so you're, you're telling me that you you think
0: there's zero chance that. Donald Glover could do Simba just as well or
1: better than Matthew Broderick. Could. I'm just saying, I, I, don't, I don't see the point. Why should Donald Glover have to, be, have to do it? It's already been done. If James Earl Jones is cool with it, why can't you be cool with it? James Earl Jones was Mufasa in the original movie. That's what I'm saying. And he's back. Re- reprised his role.
0: James Earl Jones is back. If James Earl Jones was like, man, why are we remaking the movie? It's the same thing. Dude, I think he would have more ground to stand on than you do. I just, I just he was in the, point, the first you? one.
1: I've seen the first one. I don't see. I don't need to see the new one. It's just going to be if it's a remake, and it's just CGI, and that's the only thing that's different. I mean, maybe there's a couple new songs. I Are don't know. you like? What's the so? What is it that you're like? Why? I'm I, I'm just bored by it. It's like yeah, they've got a whole you know great list of voice actors, but at the same time, it's like so you're mad that we're recycling ideas. I, I, I just like Kevin. Welcome to Hollywood. I just, you're, it's you're, remake, a remake. It's the same it's person
0: straight remake. Same person that probably is going to be there on opening night at, uh, I will at, not. at the Avengers movie. Yeah, I will. And opening night at Star Wars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because they're new because movies. We, we keep recycling ideas forever. The Star Wars and the, and the Avengers are not remakes.
0: The, oh my, I, I don't care. I don't care. I you do. Will,
1: you will still go see The Lion King. I guarantee it. No, I won't. I, I, might, I might eventually see it if it comes on Netflix. I'm not going to gonna make a point to go see it in theaters.
0: That's what I said about The Jungle Book, and then I went and saw The Jungle Book, I and you know, see, you I know what see, happened?
1: I didn't go see The Jungle, jungle Book. The
0: Jungle Book was awesome. I, would, I wouldn't know. You know what else I'm going to go see? Aladdin. Because
1: Aladdin's going to be awesome, too. I'm intrigued by Aladdin more than I am Lion King. Why? Because because uh, it's actually humans. It's not just all CGI. Tell me how you can make... <sighs> That's the thing. Like, I, I, think it's, I just think it's dumb, that they're basically making it all on computers now. They already did the animated version. Now they're just doing a, a high-tech animated version. I don't think it needs it improved in that manner. <sighs> I, don't, I, I can't understand like, where you're coming from right it's now. That's just my opinion, dude. I, can't, I don't get it. I, it just doesn't get me fired up. Like, again, I got chills when I heard the music because I, I love the original Lion King but i just i just don't think it needs a remake. I love the fact that in the first two trailers we've
0: never heard
1: again i just we've think, never heard Simba or Nala's voice. I, th- I think the main selling point T- for for a lot of people is just that the, the, again that they have all these famous voice actors. But again, i don't for me the magic of the original Lion King wasn't that the voice actors were good. It was just that it was a good movie.
0: This one can't be a good movie too. And you watch it and you're like, man, that was
1: a really good movie. I enjoyed that hour and a half and now I'm gonna move on with my life. Thing is, I'm, i there's no reason for me to go watch it because again, I've seen the original. If this were if this were the first edition of The Lion King that came out in the nineties or whenever it was, then yeah, I'd I'd say it was a good movie. But again, since it's already happened, it's already So then why did it be great?
0: Okay, if if that's if you want to look at it that way, so what you saying you would never go and see the Broadway musical? version of the lion king it's the same story
1: i mean i don't know that's apples to oranges for me but because it's it's a it's a play versus a movie but still the same story you already know what's gonna happen i mean yeah but it, it again it's people doing it in real life incredibly talented people it's not it's not computer made
0: the voices aren't computer made I mean, yeah. These are all incredibly talented. You're trying to tell me so again, you, so you can't get juiced about a Childish Gambino, Beyonce duet for In the Love Tonight?
1: <laughs> I mean, not really, no. Am I just being uh, no, no, n- n- no, we're
0: done. We're done. We're sorry, done. I saying. mean, I, I'm sorry.
1: I can't I can't I listen love, to that. I, can't I listen love to that. the Lion King. And again, I, I'm, I'm a big Childish Gambino fan. I don't mind Beyonce, she's cool, but yeah, I, I mean, personally, no. That's Man, not you're like really sa- you're saying a lot of things. You're saying a lot of things. I just
0: need the. I'm line I'm account. helping you. I'm I'm saving you from yourself right now. No.
1: I don't need saved. I'm completely content. I'm not even gonna do a knot. Your my knot <laughs> is your knot. <laughs> All right, we don't have to talk that about a, Adam Levine today.
0: That was a. Did you see that picture? No. Uh, oh man, it was phenomenal. There, him and like a bunch of like his 40-year-old buddies were playing pickup and on really? the court at Staples Center. And I, I sat and dissected this picture forever. There was Jimmy Kimmel was there, hmm. uh, and he had like marijuana socks on, like with pot leaves all over him. Uh, there was another old, short, fat dude that he was wearing like old tube socks and what looked like really old-ass Adidas. Adam Levine didn't appear to be wearing socks mm-hmm. under his basketball shoes. Oh, no. There was a guy that had like a huge afro and then mutton chops. It, I mean, there's this so picture was... A, a, a bunch of weirdos. It's like a work of art, honestly. Yeah. There was one guy who looked like he shot the ball and it went behind the backboard <laughs> from just the way that the picture was taken. Yeah. I, I seriously dissected every inch of this picture. But I, okay. So
1: d- does video exist of any of this? I I doubt it, but... Mm. Uh, That'd be interesting I to watch.
0: It was just like it was so bad that it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got a new segment. Um we're excited. Gonna, we're going to do this pretty quick. Yeah. Uh we do this every week uh four pick a topic and then we're going to give our four favorite or depending on what the topic is, I guess we would, could be our least favorite things uh in the in this in this topic. It's called Pick 4. Uh we're testing it out, kind of. I wanted to see how it... How it rolls. How it sounded. Uh, this week's topic, video game characters. Mm-hmm. Is that a good topic? Yeah, it is, actually. All right. Uh, here, give me your four.
1: So, do you want me to start from, like, my... Do you want me to give me my, my four in a row? Or do you want me to... Do you want to trade off, kind of like we do Hot Knock? Yeah, we can go back and forth. Okay. So, I'll start from my, the bottom of my list. Uh, I think Yoshi is a great video game character. That's a good one. Um, I like Yoshi just because, again... Like, I, don't, I, don't, I think Mario and Luigi are overrated. Um just because, you know, they're always losing Peach and, and Daisy. They're always they're always letting their the woman get abducted.
0: Man, what if uh have you ever thought about the fact that maybe Mario is the one that's
1: abducting Peach? It might be. Like Bowser and Peach are in love and yeah. Mario's going to and steal. And Mario his girl. just keeps coming and stealing her? Yeah. It's really it's Bowser
0: real- is the risk the, the original Mr. Stealer,
1: steal your girl though. <laughs> he is. But yeah, I, I just like because he he's no BS. He's a he's a great character in Mario Kart sixty four. Um which is another factor you have to take into account. And he's a great friend. He'll always give piggyback rides. That's right. Yoshi's Yoshi's got a lot of dog-like qualities. He's very loyal. Mm-hmm. So my four uh, Charmander, good one. The I original
0: Charmander from the original Pokemon games, mm-hmm. like Pokemon Red, Pokemon like Blue, the Game Boy ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, anybody, I don't trust a, a person who.
1: Who doesn't select Charmander as their starter Pokémon? Yeah, absolutely. Like Charmander is the one that you automatically pick on your first play around. Maybe eventually you'll go back and try the other two characters, but no matter what, that first play, Charmander, all yeah, the way.
0: It, it has to be. Yeah. All right, your number three.
1: My number three, Master Chief from the Halo series. Um, I didn't actually own any of the Halo games just because uh, I grew up without an Xbox essentially. But going back and playing with my friends in college, and you know, obviously going to you know people's houses growing up. Always super fun to play as Master Chief and play friends. So,
0: uh, my number three is Crash Bandicoot. Uh, Good one. Specifically, Crash Bandicoot from the Crash Bandicoot racing games. Mm. Phenomenal games. Yep. I had. I learned, like a week ago. Crash Bandicoot's coming back. Crash Bandicoot Racing is coming back. I had heard that. Yeah. In June. Yep. They're they're doing it for the Xbox One. Oh really? Just Xbox. Uh, I think, the, I'm sure there will, it, it was a PlayStation-owned character, oh, okay. so I'm sure that it'll Surely be out on for PS4, PS4 too. All right. Don't you have an Xbox, though? I have PS4. Oh, okay, but uh, no, but it'll be on Xbox, I know, it'll probably be on PS4, mm. Um, and when that game, I, I pre-ordered it. Crash oh, Bandicoot course.
1: Racing, I was like, nice. yeah, I'm definitely going to have that game on the first day that it is available. I wonder, I wonder how it will compare to the racing games of today, you know, like, obviously, the latest Mario Kart and all that kind of stuff
0: yeah i i think it'll be the way i looked at it is it was mario kart for the uh playstation back in the day yeah basically yep um but i miss i i miss those kinds of games me too because if you want to play mario kart you have to have a switch basically or like one of the older consoles but on like the new consoles you have to have a switch to play mario kart Mm -hmm. and switches are cool but i don't
1: know I mean, the, it's like the game know.
0: selection is not what I would want. Agreed. I like, like they play
1: Madden and stuff. There like are like, there are core four or five games that are awesome for the Switch, but other than that, that's about all you'll get out of it. Right. That. It's like, yeah,
0: you can play Mario Kart, you can play Zelda.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mario Odyssey is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: But it's like, Smash I, w- I want to play 2K and Madden yeah. and that kind of stuff, and it's like, you can't play that on the Switch. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. What's your two? All right. My two, we both have sports ones for our two. I picked Todd Blythe from NCAA Football 2005. That's a good one. I was trying to think of guys that.
0: The yeah. only guy that I could think of from the NCAA football games, you're going to laugh at this, and I don't say this because uh, for obviously obvious reasons, is Jeff Woody on NCAA football 13.
1: I swear to God. Dude, he 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 was just a battering ram. Yeah. And he was so much faster in the Dude, game. Dude,
0: yes, that's what I'm saying. He, yeah. was, he was stupid good. Yeah. It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah. There's no reason that Jeff Woody should be that good on the video game. Jeff Woody in that game was probably twice as fast as Jeff Woody is in real life. Yeah.
0: And there's not very many – players on those games that is legitimately like a cheat code <laughs> jeff woody was like a cheat code on ncaa football 13 which is I so swear. weird
1: of all the players yeah and of all the connections that I, you have now
0: i just want to say paul rhodes and courtney messingham and all those people they use jeff woody the wrong way if i'd been the offensive coordinator for Iowa state jeff woody would have two heisman trophies i promise you that that's right and i've told him too i said if, if i was your coach you would have two heisman trophies <laughs> uh my number two is the most dominant sports video game character in the modern era that is mike vick on madden or on madden 04 there, there will never be a quarterback more dominant than mike vick you literally could run any play bootlegs for days yeah man. run any play roll out to the left oh nobody's open okay well i'm gonna run for 70 yards then <laughs> yeah. yeah he was a, like the og guy that when you played with your friends you had to sit and say. You, cannot, you can't yeah. you can't be the Falcons
1: cuz you can't have Mike Vick. He is to Madden 04 as the Golden State Warriors are to 2K today. Yeah. Well, and
0: I think 2K today is a little bit harder to be like that just cuz the way the yeah. game is, but I the people I think of is like were the Heat in like 2011 and 2012 with LeBron. Yeah. Dude, if you had the Heat, you were not you would not lose ever. Yeah. Ever. And there's really nobody on I play 2K all the time with my roommate. There's nobody on that game that it's like, you play against them, you're like, well, I'm not going to win. Yeah. The only other teams that I've ever... there's In the 2K games, there's LeBron in 2012, I think specifically, 2K12. There is uh, Carmelo Anthony and Kevin Durant in 2K13. Hmm. For some reason, the Knicks on 2K13 are ridiculously good. Yeah. And me and my roommate would at Simpson, he... Like, he would always play me with the Thunder, dude. He would dub me every single time. Yeah. Drove me crazy. (laughs) But then he would play against one of our teammates, and he would always play with the Knicks. And Carmelo would go for, like, 70 points every single time. Hmm. It it made absolutely no sense. You're like, why is Carmelo the best player on this game? Yeah. But those are the only other guys that I would even put in the same category as the great
1: Mike Vick. Well, there you go. Actually, besides the one that you've got, number one. (laughs) (laughs) Number one for me, Pablo Sanchez, dude. That guy... In all the backyard sports series, always the best at everything. Yeah. Uh, I believe his name was the secret weapon, which he completely was. Like, even, even like the, the kid sports players that they threw in the games, just, you know, had like, I remember one game had like Jerry Rice and Randall Cunningham for backyard football. Mm-hmm. Pablo Sanchez was better than any of them. Pablo Sanchez is the greatest athlete in the history of the universe. 100%. And easily my number one for best video game characters
0: have you ever there was an oral history about those games that they made have you ever read read that? I don't think so. Dude, the way that Pablo Sanchez came up is so is so goofy. Is it? Yeah, it was like somebody just had an idea. They're like, "What if we make cuz they wanted to the original concept of it was that they made a like a game with only the kids to show then to the leagues to say this is what it would be like." Mm. And they made him and he was so good that and they're like, "Okay, well we got to keep him in there." Yeah, And I remember playing backyard baseball on the PC uh, yeah. b- back in the day. And it was like, it didn't matter. You got Cal Ripken, Mark <laughs> McGuire, Sammy Sosa, yep. Frank Thomas, everybody. N- Ken Griffey? No. Nah. Not as good as Pablo. <laughs> You're taking Pablo every single time. <laughs> yeah. Every single time. Always taking Pablo first. Uh, yeah. All right. My number one uh, is Trevor from GTA 5. It's a good one. He uh, That game is stands the test of time. Yeah. He's a character that stands the test of time as well. I don't have any more else to say about that. It's a good way to end it. It's a good way to end it. Good podcast. Talk to you guys again next week. Thanks to the Professional MBA Program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Thanks to Carl Chevrolet. Got anything else to say? Parting words? Uh, beat the off offseason, I guess. Peace.